Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for November 9th, 2014. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jacks Dean, co-pastor with Russ Dean at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon this morning is entitled, Please, Won't You Be My Neighbor? It was presented to him by actor Tim Robbins, who thanked Mr. Rogers for making every child that ever watched feel special. Mr. Rogers' acceptance speech included a time for silence, for people to remember all the people that had helped them become who they are. And they panned out to the audience to show how the audience was keeping silence and most of them were dabbing tears. Then he ended his speech by thanking everyone for allowing him to be our neighbor. A musician, a minister, Fred Rogers understood something about love, love of God, love of neighbor, love of self. He lived the greatest commandment even in just his opening theme song. How did this guy in Matthew's gospel have the nerve to ask Jesus to sum everything up into one great rule, one commandment, one truism, one mantra, one theme that would define what it meant to worship God, to follow in God's way, when hard-pressed, cornered, forced to answer, Jesus sums it up. The one great commandment is love, period. Such a big word, though. In English, we use the word love to distinguish how we feel about candy, cars, and people. I love Snickers and Baby Ruth. I love convertible Mercedes. I rode on one homecoming parade in high school. (laughs) And I love my husband. I love a nap. I love the lake. I love my sons. I love to watch a good movie. I love camping. I love God. It's really a shame that we don't have different words for love to help us better communicate our feelings. It's really, well, rude to use the same word about my feelings for God, my feelings for my husband, and my feelings for a Snickers candy bar. Really, it's rude. The Greeks understood this and had different words to describe more accurately what they were feeling, and we just translate them all as love, as if they all mean the same thing. The greatest commandment kind of love is agape. This is the kind of love that brings forth caring regardless of the circumstance. This kind of love is goodwill, unconditional love, the kind of love that God has for us and the kind of love that we are to have for one another that corresponds to the kind of love God has for us. Clearly, this is not Snickers or Baby Ruth love. This is not camping love. It's not nap love. This is not even love of husband 
love of son's love. This greatest commandment kind of love should make us stop in our tracks, take a big gulp, and stand in complete and utter awe of what we are being asked to do. This is not a sweet commandment or a sentimental thought. There is nothing, nothing easy about it. Mr. Rogers may have sung this tune in a way that makes us feel warm and safe and calm, which is exactly how a four-year-old should feel. But ladies and gentlemen, we're not four anymore. When Jesus was asked, which is the greatest commandment, he didn't start singing, it's a neighborly day in the beauty wood. He said love. Period. And then he said, let me break it down for you. He said, love God with all of who you are. Love your neighbor and love yourself like you love your neighbor. Whatever the question is, the answer will be love. Love will be the defining mark. The greatest will always be love. This is not pull on the sweater, pop on the sneakers kind of message. This should induce jaw-dropping deer in the headlights kind of responses from us. You want me to do what, Jesus? If I followed this greatest commandment, why, it might not always suit. If, what if I have other things planned? Love might get in the way of my plans. What if I don't have time? What if I don't think I have the capacity or the patience or the tolerance for this kind of love? If I love this way, I'm not going to get to keep some of my prejudices. I may have to do some forgiving. I might have to rise above my petty nature. I may have to stop looking down my nose and carrying a feeling of superiority about me. I might have to get my hands dirty. This kind of love is going to be inconvenient. There may be times that I won't get to have my way or do what I want when I want to do it the way I want to do it. This will call me to have to put another person's needs ahead of my own. I will have to stop living out of fear and embrace a new way that might just call me to change. Oh my goodness. Not change. This greatest commandment should we choose to live by it, will indeed change us. After spending a week with this verse, I have to tell you, I would be embarrassed to list for you all the ways that I have failed to love. It's embarrassing. I'm not alone. Would it be hurtful for you to hear me say, sometimes I'm embarrassed by the way you fail to love? Too harsh? 
Mr. Rogers knew his audience. He addressed all the boys and girls as if they were singular, as if he were talking to just one child. His voice was calm and loving. His song was simple and his message was easy to understand. It was appropriate for his listeners. Jesus knew his audience too. He addressed this one great question with one great answer. Even though they were trying to trick him, he said, love. I don't know if his voice was demeaning or demanding or serene. I don't know if he answered them with a frustrated tone or with a disappointing glance or if it was given to them with a hint of tenderness. I just know that what he has asked of us feels like more than we can do. He has set the bar too high. Love God with all of my being, every single part of me, seriously. Love my neighbor, which I'm pretty sure encompasses all of God's people and not just the people closest to me in proximity or in my heart. All of them, seriously. Even the ones that I don't like and don't respect. Even the ones that disappoint me. Even the ones that anger me. And love myself, too. This is asking way too much. Now, if I can love you like I love camping, I'm all over that. If I can love you in small ways, I can do that. But to love you in greatest commandment kind of ways? Sometimes these messages that we know by heart that just roll off our tongue, what's the greatest commandment? Oh, well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's easy. They roll off of our tongues like silk. Now if we could just learn to live what we say we believe. Hmm. I read tons of stories about this kind of love. What it looks like, how it acts. Two stories caught my attention. One person writes about a friend of hers that had a son born with a brain injury that inhibited his learning capacity. His IQ measured about 50, and the mother was advised that it would be better off for the child to live in an institution. Instead, she took this child to a clinic in San Antonio, Texas, where she was advised where she was advised to being a she was instructed in a treatment called patterning. This was a way to teach the four-year-old boy how to crawl, which he had never done at four. He had never crawled. They placed him on a table with a different person manipulating each leg and arm and his head in a synchronized motion. He first learned to creep, then to crawl, then to perform swimming motions, all of which coordinated hand and eye movements. And head. It took five people to pattern for this boy twice a day. The idea was to activate some of the 90% of the normal brain cells most people never use. The people of the Baptist church that the family attended provided that assistance. Every day, 
Five people came in the morning to help with the patterning. Every day, five people from the church came in the afternoon to help with the patterning. This woman's husband was in the military and they were transferred several times and at each new place, new persons had to be found who were willing to help the child try to achieve some semblance of a normal life. I began to think, if this happened in our church, I would think, oh, that's too much. That's way too much to ask of a church. Come on. Five people in the morning to help a child crawl? Five different people in the afternoon to help a child crawl? We can't do that. It's too much. The gospel is always too much. The writer of this article said, two years ago, I received a graduation announcement. This young man had finished high school in a regular classroom. He completed all the required credits that other high school seniors must complete. His 102 IQ now fell within the normal range. God, the writer says, performed a miracle of healing through those who were loving enough to be used. The miracle is not that the boy learned to crawl, walk, or graduate from high school. The miracle is everywhere that mother moved, love showed up. That's a miracle every time that happened. A second story. Five-year-old Johnny loved his big brother, Tommy. The doctor told Johnny that his brother was very sick and needed a blood transfusion, and the doctor asked, Johnny, would you be willing to give some of your blood to your brother? Johnny gulped hard. His eyes got big. And after only a moment's hesitation, he said, sure, doctor. The boy was lying on the bed. The blood drained into the vials. And Johnny was now resting quietly after the procedure. A few minutes later, Johnny looked up at the doctor and said, when do I die? That's love. <laughs> you see, he thought by saying yes, it would be his death. Love is a word used so lightly and so loosely. Perhaps we should put the word on hold for about 10 years. It's so used and abused that it has lost its clear meaning. You may love your cat. You may love chocolate cake. You may love money, you may love your job, you may love hot dogs with mustard and relish. But do you love God? Do you love God's people? Do you love yourself? I wish I were still four. Because this would work. 
It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a neighborly day in the beauty wood. Please, won't you be my neighbor? But most of us have outgrown that. And now it's time to take that message to an adult level. The adult level says, this ain't going to be easy. May it be so. Amen. Thanks for listening today. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Grace and peace to you.